What I'm seeing is that law firms are feeling pain, they're budgeting for next year and they're worried, there's a cold wind blowing, lots of firms have announced job losses and uh, there are certain sectors of legal practice where there's far less activity than we've seen in the past. This is Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi, two of the top web bloggers in the legal profession. And yes, they are attorneys, one from California and one from Massachusetts, squaring off on legal news and legal observations. Lawyer to Lawyer is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi in Massachusetts. I'm Craig Williams from sunny Southern California. Just to let you know, we were nominated for Best Podcast for the 2008 American Bar Association Journal Blog 100. You can find out the link to vote on the Legal Talk Network uh, website and at uh, the American Bar Association Journal website, abajournal.com, under Blogs and Blog 100. Uh, 2008 podcasts. Well, in, in fact, just to pat ourselves on the back, we were we were named one of the one of the best podcasts, and, and now there's a second round of Reader's Choice Awards. So please go vote for us for that. But the ABA editors have picked uh, picked a Lawyer to Lawyer as one of the best podcasts. And, and as they said in the last election, Bob, vote early and vote often. That's right. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, here in the states, the failing economy is having a significant impact on law firms. Firms are cutting staff, scrapping bonuses, and some are even collapsing before our eyes. Well, and across the big pond over in the UK, law firms are facing similar troubles. Uh, managing partner Simon Davies from the law firm Linklater's stated in a recent American Lawyer article that the economic landscape has changed profoundly in the last two months, and undoubtedly this presents significant challenges to our clients and to us in 2009. He said, our priority is to offer the best possible support to our clients as we move forward in these very challenging times. Well, today on Lawyer to Lawyer, we're going to talk about how the present uh, economic crisis is affecting firms, not just in the United States, but also in the UK. We will discuss some of the uh, obstacles that UK law firms may face and what needs to be done to get through these these tough times plaguing law firms. Our first guest today, Bob, is Ronnie Fox. He's the principal of the UK law firm Fox. Ronnie founded the law firm Fox in the heart of London in 2006. He is a leading expert in employment and partnership law in the independent guides to law firms. He has worked closely with the Law Society of England and Wales and is now a member of the Law Society Remuneration Committee. He was master of the company in 1998-1999 and continues to sit on the court. He is the motoring correspondent of the City Solicitor, the newsletter of the City of London's Solicitors Company. Ronnie founded and was the first chairman of the Multidisciplinary Association of Partnership Practitioners. He is also an active member of the Employment Lawyers Association and the European Employment Lawyers Association, and also the chairman of the Senior Lawyers Committee, and just last month provided evidence to the House of Commons Select Committee on the Banking Crisis. Welcome to the show, Ronnie Fox. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. And also joining us today is Jonathan Fagan. Uh, Jonathan is solicitor and uh, managing director of 10% Legal Recruitment in the UK. He has assisted 
uh, a great many solicitors, barristers, trainee solicitors, paralegals, and law students with their CV, interviews, relocation, and career advice. He's recruited solicitors for firms across the UK as well as overseas, lectured on legal careers, and prepared CVs for senior partners to law students. He also writes the blog that can be found at legalrecruitment.blogspot.com, which contains regular articles on legal recruitment as well as monthly legal job updates. Jonathan has more than 5,500 solicitors registered and works with firms up and down the UK. Uh, Welcome to the show, Jonathan Fagan. Thank you. Well, Ronnie and Jonathan, why don't you start off, uh, let's start with Ronnie, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about how the economy is affecting law firms in the UK, and then maybe we can get, uh, we can talk to uh, Jonathan about getting us a job. What I'm seeing (laughs) is that law firms are feeling pain, they're budgeting for next year, and they're worried, there's a cold wind blowing, lots of firms have announced job losses. And uh, there are certain sectors of legal practice where there's far less activity than we've seen in the past. Do you attribute that, Ronnie, to the global economy and the changes that we've seen kind of rippling around the world? Yes, I I would. It's it's in the the banking and finance sector uh, where the banking model has broken. Uh, A great many investment banks have been very successful in encouraging mergers and acquisitions activity, uh, flotation activity, issue of securities of various kinds in the past. And that activity has slowed down very considerably. Jonathan, from a I'm sorry, from a legal recruiter's standpoint, why don't you tell us uh, how you see the economy affecting uh, the legal industry and, and your business? Well, it really follows on from what Ron has just said. Um, There's been large numbers of layoffs of lawyers, and that's been right across the board from the the high street practitioners right up to the city law firms. Um, The the legal recruitment market was recently described by one of our competitors as a bit of a gravy train um, during the last eight to nine years. And that gravy train certainly dried up rather, rather, rather dramatically in the last six months. Um, we're seeing firms laying off staff, but not only that, we're also seeing firms cutting down their hours, going to shorter weeks, um, and it all seems to stem at the smaller end of the legal profession from the, from the high street end. Quite a lot of it comes out of the conveyancing market, which is the um, real estate, um, because it's all disappeared. But not only that, quite a lot of law firms are struggling to get professional indemnity insurance into place if they've been exposed to that particular market. And, and what is happening to the people who are being laid off? Are they being absorbed uh, by other firms or are they uh, having to uh, fend for themselves, so to speak? Um, fend for themselves on the, on the whole. Some, some of the firms have moved their staff into other fields of law because it, 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 it has primarily been the property market that has crashed and that's had the knock-on effect to the property lawyers. Some of them have moved into private client work and the, the wills and probate side of things, but quite a lot have literally just been jettisoned. And we've had reports of solicitors driving trucks. Um, there's one solicitor I know who works in a supermarket at night stacking tills. There's other solicitors who phone us for evidence that they're looking for work because they're going down, yeah, they're, they're due to sign on at, on at the job centre, which is the dole office. 
Um, so there's, there's, there's quite a lot of despondency on that side of the profession. And I think that a lot of managing partners are also very unhappy at making numbers of support staff, assistant solicitors, associates, uh, and even partners redundant. Uh, it, it's a very stressful time. It's a difficult thing to do. And the job prospects in the immediate future are not very good. Indicators in the United States have said that uh, we've been in a recession since last December. When, when would you peg the start of this in the UK? Um, well, we were, we were still recruiting quite heavily on the conveyancing side, for example, which, which is quite a good indicator of the market overall. And we were still going at full pelt right up to February, March of this year. But there were sort of indicators before that that things were slowing down and the landscape was, was going to change. Um, so, so probably um, from April onwards, um, the legal job market has, has uh, collapsed on that, that particular side. And, and what sort of firm is being affected by this? Are, are we talking primarily about the larger and, and more global firms, or is this across the board uh, with regard to all sizes of firms? It's right across the board, um, and... And, and just in particular, from our perspective as recruiters, we're seeing, seeing quite a lot of the smaller firms have got hit first because it's the smaller firms that are going out of business. The residential property market is very, very difficult. Uh, prices have been falling. Sellers are unhappy about selling at less than the target price. Buyers are worried that the market may fall further. Uh, those with large mortgages are worried about keeping up the payments, especially uh, the people who are losing their jobs in other sectors. And uh, uh, I know that we are seeing one particular client with a large, highly efficient house buying operation they act for, 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 for numerous clients. And they've got a very efficient operation, but they just don't have the volume and they're laying off people. Ronnie, what do you see the effect in the EU? I've just been speaking to a German lawyer, and they say that they see it coming, but it hasn't hit as hard or as quickly. Um, the, they think that uh, 2008 will be a good year, but they're really worried about 2009. That, that, that's a generalization, but uh, that, that's the feedback that I've had. What do you attribute or what do they attribute to the, the delay in uh, hitting uh, the middle of the, U, uh, the EU? I think that uh, what is, the start of the problems was seen to be uh, subprime mortgages and collateralized debt obligations. For a lot of people in the EU, that seems rather far away. It seems a problem which is focused on America and on particular banks operating in America. But, of course, in an international community, it starts spilling over and it starts hitting other people. And when industries all over the world suddenly find that their banks are being very difficult about providing loans, about continuing overdrafts, uh, that has a knock-on effect. And that is starting to, to hit home now. 
Ronnie, you focus your practice in employment and partnership law. And before the before the program uh, began, I asked you whether that was recession proof, and you said I think recession resistant, perhaps. Uh, what what are the areas uh, of practice that are, are being hardest hit right now, from your perspective? Uh, well, commercial property is very very difficult uh, because the banks are not lending. Uh, in a way which will facilitate pr- commercial property development. Residential property is difficult uh, because people are just so uncertain about the marketplace. Corporate transactional work has almost dried up, except when it's closely associated with the restructuring of insolvent businesses. Jonathan, what um, what do you see as a coming on the on the horizon for law firms and for law firm collapses? I understand they're fairly rare. Um, well, we're certainly seeing quite a large number of law firms closing down. Um, it was only, I think, last month that quite a large client of ours who we'd had dealings with for many years just shut the doors one day because their professional indemnity insurance had gone up to something about $1.4 million and they couldn't afford to stop open, so they simply shut down. Um, and we've also seen quite a lot of our clients in merger talks or in talks to shut the business down just because they can't afford to keep it and going. So it's certainly not there to see law firms close. Um, with regards to them collapsing, it, it, it doesn't seem to happen that often. Um, and it's certainly not something that I've seen an increase with our clients in. I'm aware of shotgun marriages being negotiated. Uh, partners see security in terms of size. Uh, often larger firms have more sophisticated management systems, and I think that that will be an increasing trend. Uh, there are opportunities, particularly for firms that are capable of taking a longer-term view uh, and firms which are keen to expand their international reach. Ronnie, have you seen... Uh hourly rates and charges to clients remaining the same, or are you seeing law firms being willing to cut their hourly rate? What I have seen is that clients are really concerned to minimize their legal fees, and I'm afraid I've seen clients take advantage of any opportunity to complain with their objective being to get a reduction in legal fees. i I'm aware of one situation where things haven't developed as a client was hoping. He seized on uh, a, a change in a lawyer's advice and using that, is using that to try and beat down the legal fees charged by that firm. And I, I've seen this in a number of areas. And I think firms, so far as I'm aware, are not reducing charge-out rates, but they're not able to increase them as they would wish and expect. Jonathan, what's going on with salaries? Um, Salaries have dropped, um, or at least salaries for new posts have dropped. We've seen a couple of things going on. Um, We've had a couple of firms in Oxfordshire, for example, who who we know of, who've, who've had the whole firm into the office and said, look, we can't afford to keep the firm going as it is now but what we're going to do is drop the entire firm down to three days per week from five 
Um, we've also had instances of firms who've had their lawyers into an office and said, look, if we don't drop your salaries down by 25% as of next week, we're going to have to make you redundant and there's no work elsewhere for you. So if you want it, take it. If not, the firm closes down. Um, and in terms of new posts, um, we've seen salaries drop if the firms think at times. And it's, it, it's, it's certainly not all firms. and it's, it's not a reflection on, on the legal profession, but some of the firms are sort of realising that the candidates are under a lot of pressure to find work. And as a result, they make offers which would have been considered silly a couple of years ago. Are you seeing the same thing with staff? paralegals and clerks? And um, quite a lot of paralegals and clerks are disappearing as permanent members of staff. There's been recent reports that some of the larger firms are outsourcing off to India um, and um, some of the first victims of the credit crunch were um, clerks and paralegals and there's a massive number of secretaries out there um, who've lost their jobs in recent months. In the City of London, many of the larger law firms have bonus structures which have been copied from the uh, investment banks. But this year, the bonuses are either cut or eliminated altogether, and the bonus is being able to keep your job. Ronnie, I was intrigued by something you said uh, a few moments ago, which is that, that there are opportunities for firms that are willing to expand internationally. Uh, did I hear you correct? Yes. Uh, Can you explain uh, that? What do you mean? Uh, they're, they're a great many law firms in London, American law firms, Canadian law firms uh, in London that have uh, opened up. But there are others who still see that they would like to open up an office in London because notwithstanding everything that's gone on, London is still one of the financial capitals of the world, one of the legal capitals of the world. Uh, and for those firms which are not yet represented in London, uh, there are opportunities to acquire ready-made offices with premises, staff, a reputation, and to do so much more cheaply than was the case a couple of years ago. And I know of a couple of firms which are actively looking for a firm with the right basic reputation, expertise in the right areas of work, but willing to consider a merger when they were the ones not willing to do so. But are you suggesting this is a fire sale situation? I mean, getting in uh, at a bargain basement price in the hope yes. that this is going to turn around? Yes. Yes. There's, there's no goodwill in a firm which has actually closed its doors, but a firm which is in difficulty, especially short-term difficulty, because uh, firms don't run out of profit. They run out of cash. And Normally, they look to the bank, and in normal times, the bank will be willing to tide them over, but not now. It, what, what about firms, UK firms? Should, should they be looking globally to expand their practices? Should they be looking outside the UK into uh, Asia, perhaps, uh, or elsewhere uh, uh, to expand their business? Yes. Uh, Asia, the Far East, are... Uh, regarded as good targets, the Middle East too, Dubai, uh, and places like that, which are beginning to feel a chill wind, but at the moment are still very active. And uh, uh, the, 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 the Magic Circle and middle-ranking firms in London are looking abroad, uh, 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 and they are looking for opportunities. But the, the change hasn't been as dramatic in many foreign centers as it has been 
in the States and in the UK. Jonathan, are you seeing lawyers flee to, uh, to other countries? Um, not really. Um, what we found when the credit crunch started was that there was this, this sort of very large um, move in the recruitment world to look at places like Dubai and the Middle East, and quite a lot of vacancies started to appear. But when recruiters put candidates um, forward for those posts, it looked as if the post had disappeared overnight, and that's certainly been the case that 10% have experienced. Um, or we found that the recruitment overseas has been very different, and what they want actually is an Arabic-speaking UK lawyer or a German-speaking UK lawyer. So there isn't really the opportunity for the lawyers to move out overseas unless they've got those specific skills, which, of course, is um, quite a rare occurrence. Have you seen anybody come to the States? No. <laughs> um, we've had a, quite a few inquiries from U.S. lawyers who've um, experienced redundancy in the U.S. and want to come to the U.K. And, of course, um, it's pretty similar here as it is, it, yeah, as it is in the U.S., and um, jobs are still hard to come by. And when you say experienced redundancy, is it a nice way of saying being fired? Sorry, yes, fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear there's euphemisms in England as well as the United States. <laughs> yes. There are. We, I've started hearing people speak about reductions in force, but it means the same thing. Yeah, Riff, we have those as well. Well, it's, uh, we've reached the point in our program where we need to take a short break. We will be, when we return, we'll talk more with the firms that need to stay afloat and push through these hard times. We'll be right back. Visit westlegalworks.com to register for the 12th Annual Electronic Discovery and Records Retention Conference being held December 10th and 11th in San Francisco. For more information, visit westlegalworks.com. He was the gunner in your law school. I was captain of my law school's mock document review team. He's the last one to leave the office. Why leave work before 9 p.m.? You're just going to get stuck in traffic. And now he's kissing up to all the partners. Knowing that I made some partners a ton of money is all the reward I need. Get this year's hottest gift for attorneys, the Perfect Associate, available at PerfectPlush.com. PerfectPlush.com, your source for legal humor. That's PerfectPlush.com. Whether you're new in business or you're looking to improve your online image, visibility, and marketing, social media and networking are vital to your success. Explore the potential of these media with experts in the field via our convenient three-hour workshop. Visit www.searchitright.com and start making every click count for your business. With A-plus conferencing, you can have the parties on your conference calls individually built. A-plus conferencing, specializing in law firm conferencing services, has done what other conference providers have refused to do, allocate the expenses of each conference call to the participating parties. A-plus conferencing can also provide you with web and desktop video conferencing and deposition and court calls. Give Susan at A-plus a call today at 888-239-3969 or check out A-plus conferencing at www.aplusconferencing.com. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi, and uh, we are talking with... Ronnie Fox, principal of the law firm Fox in the UK, and also Jonathan Fagan, solicitor and managing director of 10% Legal Recruitment in the UK. And uh, as we went to break, we were talking about uh, 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 the Department of Redundancy Department, apparently, 
but uh, redundancy, there is, Ronnie, you uh, can talk a little perhaps about redundancy legislation uh, in Britain, uh, uh, which, as I understand it, uh, came in the wake of, of the last economic downturn there as a way of helping uh, employers and employees uh, balance their needs a little bit. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, the procedures which employers have to go through before making uh, people redundant, the procedure requires a degree of consultation with those affected. Uh, the, there's supposed to be a discussion about uh, alternative jobs within the organization and whether it is possible to avoid uh, terminations. Uh, but in my experience, these procedures are invariably a sham. Nearly always, the consultation has gone through because the law requires a consultation, not because there's any real hope of avoiding dismissing people. Um, the procedures really ought to be simplified. There are two different levels of procedure. If you're making under 20 people redundant, uh, then it is a relatively straightforward thing to do, and the whole procedures can be, the whole set of procedures can be accomplished within two weeks. If you're making more than uh, 19, I 20 or more people redundant within a 90-day period, then the procedures are more complex. Uh, you need to consult employee representatives, which often means negotiating with the union. You need to notify a government body who will become involved, and uh, the consultation period is much longer. So some firms are reacting by making groups of 19 redundant every three months. <laughs> does this law apply to uh, law firms and to reductions it in force at law does. firms? It certainly does, so far as associates are concerned. There's a different set of law which applies to partners in uh, law firms, um, and often the, they have far less protection than statute gives to employees. So are you finding uh, law firms or law firm employees coming to you for yes. advice in this situation? Yes. The, this, this is uh, an area of intense activity, um, and they come to us for legal advice, what the law says, they come to us for practical advice, what is the right thing to do in these circumstances. And I'm afraid some have come for some emotional counseling because they're so disturbed by what has happened to what was once regarded as a very secure job. And Jonathan, I'm sure you get your share of, of, of that uh, uh, counseling-seeking uh, uh, visitor as well. Yes. Um, we've heard of heard of lawyers, and for example, I, I know one person in um, the the West Midlands who had been with the firm since 1972, never been anywhere else, and he got his marching orders one Friday afternoon and was out of the office by Monday morning. Um, and I've also come across quite a lot of our candidates who we've introduced to firms over the last 12 to 18 months, who because they've been last in, have been first out. Um, so it's clear from both of those examples that I think that often firms are just interested in cutting the cost, which is quite understandable because um, some of their um, circumstances are quite dire. Which has been hardest hit, last in, first out, or is it more of the long-term partners? 
Not seeing too much on the partner side, again, lesser firms running out of money. Um, it tends to be um, the firm are looking to cut costs. How can they do that? Who can they get rid of at, at fairly high speed? Or who's costing them more than they ought? If they've got an associate who's been there for 25 years and is billing at less than the other associates, then it's fairly easy to identify that that's the person who's not making the firm as much money. So he's out the door. Well, I, I've also seen... Uh, the hits affecting partners, uh, where partners are not able to generate the amount of work required to maintain profit per partner figures. Uh, partners are being asked to leave. They're being asked to accept salaried positions, whereas they once had profit-sharing positions. And uh, in one case I know, the firm's management has sought to explain to the whole firm that partners will be leaving as well as employed associates. We've recently seen the uh, three big automakers go with uh, hat in hand to the United States Congress and offer the managing partner, per se, or the, the president of the company saying, I'll work for a dollar a year. Uh, mm. Are you seeing any kind of offers like that in the U.K. among managing partners? I have only seen... I haven't seen that amongst managing partners at all. What I have seen is groups of employees going to the management of their firm and saying, rather than lose some of us, we'll work a three-day week or we'll accept lower remuneration, we'll waive the bonuses, uh, we'll take shorter working hours in order to preserve our jobs. Yeah, and just um, following on from that, um, we've seen um, firms coming out up with a fairly, fairly novel way of paying their staff in that they say, okay, rather than us paying you a, a salary or, or an hourly rate, if you get the work in, we'll pay you a percentage of it, um, which of course is very difficult because in the first instance, the work hasn't been there for other firms, which is why that particular candidate's been laid off. Um, but that's a way that firms are looking to, rec to, yeah, to, to recruit. And I think that's with us in the UK um, for at least the next 12 months. Do you see that as a permanent change? I hope not, because it's a very unfair way of working if you don't really have the means to go and get the work. And also, quite a lot of lawyers have restrictive covenants on them. So even if they manage to generate the work, if they then leave that firm, it's very awkward taking the client with them. But I haven't seen any managing partners saying they'll work for a dollar a year. Can you imagine? No, it's, and what's more, I haven't seen any law firms go to the government for help, because I can imagine they'll get a fairly dusty answer. We are getting near the end of our time here, and uh, we do like to give each of you an opportunity to kind of give us your final thoughts. Maybe in, in doing that, you, you could tell us uh, what you think uh, the future holds. Uh, and uh, as you do that, you can also uh, let our listeners know uh, how they can either get in touch with you or, or uh, find your website so they can follow up with you if they'd like to do that. So, uh, Ronnie, let's start with you. Uh, what are your final thoughts on this topic? Well, the thought which I have is the most difficult. What should firms be doing at this time? Uh, how should they be maximizing uh, their income and protecting themselves against the cold winds that I referred to earlier. And uh, I, I, I see three things. The first is contemplate a merger, either from a position of strength or position of weakness, uh, because there's no doubt in my mind that in the UK, the legal industry is too fragmented. That's one thing. 
The second thing is watch the cash even more than the profit, because as I said earlier, firms run out of cash. And the third thing is focus on your core strengths. Look into the business and seeing what is real expertise and what is merely a capability. And I'm happy to talk to people about this and talk to them about specific issues. Uh, my website is www.foxlawyers.com. And uh, my own email is rdfox at foxlawyers.com. Very good. And Jonathan? Okay. Um, for, the, for the firms, um, just a couple of things, really. Firstly, be loyal to your staff because I don't, I don't think this, this recession is going to last forever. And when you come out of it, it's the staff who will keep generating work for you. Search for new fields of work uh, because it's clear that those firms that have specialized in one particular area are those who have particularly struggled and cut costs as much as, as you can, bearing in mind my first bit of advice. And to, to, the, to the lawyers out there um, who might be thinking about changing firms, don't move at present if you don't have to. Obviously, if you've been made redundant, um, try and keep in a legal field. If you can't, um, wait and hope that things pick up fairly shortly. Um, you can contact me at www.ten-percent.co.uk, that's 10-percent.co.uk, and you can also read my blog at legalrecruitment.blogspot.com. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much, both of you, for being on the show today. And uh, it's been a, it's been somewhat difficult to listen to, from at least my perspective, given how how dire things are sounding. And you know, they're obviously dire like that in the United States as well. And we wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bob, that does it for this week's Lawyer to Lawyer. Remember, you can check out all of our Lawyer to Lawyer shows at thelegaltalknetwork.com. And let me add my thanks to Ronnie and Jonathan, and let me uh, also nudge our listeners to head on over to uh, abajournal.com and vote for us in the blog 100. And uh, another reminder that we are also on iTunes in the podcast library. So thank you again to our guests, and Craig, I will look forward to speaking to you again next week. See you then with another great legal topic, Bob. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. Lawyer to Lawyer has been sponsored by Law.com. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.